0: Hello and welcome back to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Uh, finally, I am joined by the two stalwarts of uh, ski expertise. Uh, Mr. Ben Clark and Marcel Mathis have finally turned up together. Both of them are now not on holiday and are here to join us as we take a quick look back at the results from Levy, finally getting some racing yet again, and then have a quick look ahead at what is uh, the rest of the season. And hopefully it's going to come thick and fast. gents welcome back all good how are you ben excellent
1: that was a uh, good fun watching some racing at the weekend um a bit, bit of a shame there wasn't uh, a bit more because the condition looked really good fun um and yeah i, I really enjoyed it uh it's good hearing uh you commentating again and uh hopefully marcel took time out of his busy holiday schedule to watch <laughs> <laughs> i
2: did but i t- I, um, t- I um turned the tune off when i was watching what was that I think he I said know. he put you on mute so they didn't have to listen to you <laughs> rambling away. No, it was fun actually. It was a good it was a very good race. Um I thought that the conditions were were really good and you know the first, the second day was better because there was some snow next to it, next to the actual slope, which I thought was really fun. Um and well, let's hope touch wood. We we're actually starting now.
0: Yeah, did I thought you were right, the uh, the snow looked the look m- Get my words out eventually. Uh, the snow looked mega. Yeah, the uh, second day, the course was better. I think the first day, of course, was a bit boring. The um, second day with a bit more swing looked really good. Yeah. So double Schiffering bit... victory. Felt pretty good about that. Anybody else? Did anybody else get a couple right?
1: I don't no. know. Although what I did say, I did say uh, Sven Ossens' uh, style would suit it. And she had a pretty good weekend all round. Um, didn't quite have the confidence to to pick her um but definitely uh she looks like she's on one uh for
0: this year and as marcel you're away you picked a uh, double reposer i think didn't you <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that that's the card for double away <laughs> <transpose> twice <laughs> yeah i think that's uh yeah that's your uh penalty for missing the pod actually how the hell did you end up ha- like picking Schifrin twice i thought that's not possible
0: mate i was on it i was on fire i let ben i the su- ben got sucked into a false sense of security he got to go first he went
2: with the hover and i smashed it in with a double shifrin. it's i have to say that's because you guys are semi-professionals that's why there's this, this happening <laughs>
1: Ed waited until after I'd said uh, Vlahova and then proceeded to tell me that she'd done an interview saying she was struggling for motivation this season. So he waited <laughs> to say that until after I'd picked her. Is, that, sure right? is, that, her. is that Is that what she's had? What's her problem with?
0: Yeah, she spoke about it last week, um, saying that, yeah, she was just struggling a bit for motivation, which I thought was a bit, I, I mean, don't know, she has won everything, hasn't she? But. Yeah I think she's she's still relatively young but yeah she just said that she was struggling for motivation as we know it's a
2: calendar's mental and it's it's yeah. still on Yeah but like there well. wasn't much racing going on beforehand so you shouldn't be even struggling before you start.
1: Yeah I think yeah. I
2: think what she was saying was
1: more that it it was her kind of almost career goal to win that olympic gold and, and having done it it was more a case of kind of resetting what her new kind of targets or goals would be. So it's probably not that she's not motivated. It's just, okay, what are my, what I guess, what are the rest of my career goals going to be? Because obviously you've got Schifrin absolutely dominating the sport in all formats, setting records left, right and centre. But, realistically Verhoeven's never going to be able to top that because they're the same age. So unless she skis until she's about 50, she's never going to go past <laughs> all the record Schifrin's setter now. So she needs to set ones that are targets for her to achieve. And she, Yeah, it must be a pretty difficult thing knowing you've got that spectre of Schifrin floating everywhere you go um, other than kind of multiple slalom globe titles. I'm not really sure what else it is she can single out as a as a target.
0: Yeah, she's got the overall, she's got world champs, she's got Olympics.
2: She's got an individual globe. Might just throw the hat on it. Just, just quit. She passed it now, anyway. You, you got to stop when it's when you're on top, right? <laughs> she no. to got ten reindeers. That's going to be the target. <laughs> She's got five. She needs five more. I wonder what they're going to do with those reindeers. Actually, you think they? Well, I don't want to say what they could do with them, but Father Christmas uses them. I think. I think that's what happens. Good stuff. Uh, uh, so should we something? kick?
0: Up? Let's let's kick off. In chronological order, shall we? Race one, Schifrin from Sven Larson, Uh Vlahova was the one, two, three. Lena Durr yet again went from the lead uh, and wasn't able to convert into a victory. Ended up fourth. Uh, Wendy Holdner was fifth. Charlie Guest, let's start there, I think, absolutely motored the first run into ninth and then was having one on the second run and uh,
2: came a bit of a cropper. She really could have like ended up very very high in the rankings she was like i think she was i think you said it during the commentary um three tens ahead of someone i can't remember who it was but she would have probably ended up like seventh or eight or something right she or said it, yeah first would have been a proper top 10 and then uh yeah she would have i i think she was absolutely flying i think she, would have been. she was amazing she skied so well i have to say in general i think you know the top section where it's like a bit flatter i thought the girls looked Brilliant. Like they they looked really good. Um, I mean, some were a bit struggling on the steep part, but it looked a bit icier, I guess, than they were expecting. Well, they'd Uh, been training. It's been, they'd talked about
0: it in, uh, in sort of pre race reports that they'd all been training on it for a couple of weeks. I think. With Lech being cancelled, I think they all basically just jumped on a plane and went up to went up to yeah. Levi,
2: and and they were allowed to train on the uh, piece for like two weeks or something. But I, but I think that the level of skiing was was very good this time, yeah. like very good. And I also saw some Austrian newspapers where the head coach of the Austrians said, "Well, they haven't done really well, to be fair." But he said that the level of skiing is is very good, and you could see that on TV. Like on top, there was barely any mistakes; they were like skiing properly. Um, so I was. Nicely surprised. Not that they would ski bad usually, but nice No, surprised.
0: I think the depth. The de- again, the depth looks great. Yeah. It was what was it? Schifrin was sixteen hundredths ahead of Sven Larsen, two tenths in front of uh, Vlahova. So the the one two three was pretty close. That it, it did eke out slightly after that, up to seven point seven five for Lena Dur, who obviously was leading after the first run. So it did eke out after that, but I think. Uh, it's gone to being there's sort of no room for mistakes. One little mistake now, and you haven't got the opportunity. Even even when you're a big gun, you can't afford
1: to make a mistake anymore.
2: Yeah, who yeah I thought the,
1: that with Vlahova on that second run. So she looked like she was a bit more on form on the second run. The first run didn't quite look there, but then she made uh, back-to-back mistakes on the top yeah. of the steep. I think she went a bit wide on on one and did just a bit of a heavy uh check to, to compensate on the next turn. And that was pretty much the two tenths that, that it cost her. Apart from that, her run, her run was, was, uh was brilliant on the second day. But like you're saying, Ed, that that's just going to show that there's really not much room for error there. And touching on, on Charlie Skin as as you opened up with, yeah, it was we talked on the preview episode that having, I think she's got a new coaching team Uh, and that might kind of free her up a bit and that's the first time I've seen her ski kind of that aggressive in in a couple years it's been lots of quite not not safe skiing because obviously she's pushing but just really not pushing to the absolute limit Um, and now it feels like she's skiing probably a bit more like we see from Alex in, in GS in terms of pushing as close to the edge mm-hmm. as possible. And okay, it didn't quite go her way this weekend, but hopefully now she can feel that raw speed. She knows roughly where that line is. Um and can we can hopefully see that top 10 coming up.
2: What were you gonna say, Marcel? Um, nothing to add on that actually. I I wanted to say something similar. Um I think you know what it was it was quite interesting to see so many people, like younger girls coming in into like the top ranks as well i thought that was very refreshing i don't want to you know go ahead but i think shifrin was looked a lot more confident on the second day than she did on the first day especially in the steeps but in general i mean what the croatian i, I haven't noted her name down sorry what's her name again
0: well you got the the youngest one is uh that's and it, then, yeah. And then Popovich is the older is the older one. I but, thought that I mean, was the older one, one, that was one of the
2: revelations, up. wasn't it? That was one of the revelations. The Croatian ski team, the women's ski team, they're really flying, both of them. Yeah, they had such a good race, and they're such they're great skiers. They're very like, you know, they're pushing it really hard. I mean, the first day probably didn't work out for one of them, but in in total, I think they they must be very happy, and they look like they're having a good team atmosphere as well. You know, being happy for each other. I think there were a couple of disappointments. I think the Austrians were not so good, and I think oh, normally fans, this is that's normally where I have to bleep you out, Marcel. But it, yeah, but not the, no, but good. like the French, the French ski team, the Italians, the I Italians. Mean, they, I don't they, want to be too go rude, but I think that was pretty pretty bad from all of them, from the Austrians, not just from the Austrians, not
0: just from the Austrians. Well, the I Italians it, don't have anybody inside the top thirty, so they're no. all they're back to just youngsters. Um, and they had what they have one of the youngsters qualified. One, yeah. The French only had Nastasia Noens in the first day, and she's 34 or something
2: and then two young people in on the second day
0: yeah a couple of youngsters in on the second day who one of them was wasn't she uh, this is this is where we get called amateur went from like the fourth bib 40 something into the top 10 i think wasn't she so she you know they've obviously got a good couple of talents on the go i think that the italians have got some youngsters coming through and i think the difference from that marcel is that, that those nations have got youngsters that seem like you know they've got the odd result in them the austrians still don't seem to have a young from the outside anyway, haven't, we haven't really seen anybody, you know, we didn't see any high number Austrians get close to getting a second run. The only person that looked remotely Mm -hmm. sort of remotely on form was Chiara Meyer on the first run going from high twenties into the 15th, I think she was. And then the second, and then Liensberger on that second run where she sort of managed to get her act together a bit and was fourth quickest on the second run. But even the next day they were back to just a bit vanilla, wasn't it? It was a bit
2: gray. Yeah I don't think they were happy at all um anything in the press was, yeah I'm the coach just... the head coach was not happy he said it's just not good enough you know the thing is they probably what, oh, sorry what's not good enough are they not the skiing, skiing like they just... are in like, not firstly, skiing like they are in training are they skiing they're not they're sports? not attacking like they're just skiing down you know like no no aggression and i think also technically he was like it's just not good enough i guess I'll yeah. the Austrian national team head coach. I've been saying they're not aggressive enough uh, basically since the podcast
1: started. <laughs> since, <laughs> since basically this group of girls came on onto the scene, like they're, they're all good skiers, but none of them, they all seem to just have like a the occasional, uh, let's leave Lindsberger aside, because obviously she's had a, a, a phenomenal like two seasons ago, but the rest of them, like Trooper. Um, Aspora had a good second run, yes, the first. Yeah. Really? The 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 Katie Huber, uh, Gal Huber wasn't even wasn't even there. She injured again, Marcel. They, they just seem to have a group that they, they just seem to be able to get top tens fairly consistently. And but then they d- apart from Leensberger, don't really seem to have that extra gear in them to really challenge but then, like, to e- be fair, like you the know, run we saw from Charlie. Out. Obviously, they're quite hard, but even the run we saw from Charlie, yeah, she skied out, but it was like, oh, she is winning splits, whereas you just don't see that from, uh, again, Linsberger aside from a lot of those uh, Austrian races at the moment, you know, they might do it one run in in 10, but you know for the quality of skier they've got, just, yeah, it it doesn't seem good enough, Um, but yeah, I don't know how you instill that attacking intent in a in an entire squad if
2: if they
0: well it's not getting roasted, it's not getting so, roasted in the uh, Austrian press that's not going to bring out the confidence is it
2: but that's that is the nature well it? you know you can't you can't really help it obviously no, like, exactly they're their main sport so if if that doesn't work well it's on- the same it's the same with well
0: with football at the moment for us and the same with the rugby. I was listening to a podcast. They're talking about, you know, the minute some, something doesn't go right, everybody gets berated. And that's not exactly how you sort of
2: uh, get people if they listen. But then on the other hand, you know, as a, as an athlete, you got to just suck it up, really. really. Yeah. You, you better. I mean, you, you got to do it like what, what you want to do, right? So people just yeah. writing anyway. So you might as well just not listen to it. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm i sure people, because it, I guess, you know, if you read the Austrian newspaper, it's all over it. um, So you will, get glimpses of it but i i think the best is probably just not to look at it right now because i don't think it's very very positive i mean they have the chance to get it done better next week so i think that is one advantage of the season starting now but in in general i think they're not happy and liensberger i mean she's obviously great she's had some really good results um but she just doesn't look very confident um and comfortable on her skis
0: no it, it looks like it looks like especially really especially
2: in the steep part it was re- it was really interesting because she's usually very leveled on her skis mm. like she's not too far back not too far in front but this time she was like falling back you on know, the inside and this and that you know and you make two three mistakes and i mean she still gets top tens but it's just no podium for her or well at least top five yeah yeah. Speaking
1: of not attacking, doing his talk about Dua's second runs now. Oh. That was so passive. We've talked about Schifrin managing a lead before and it being like the perfect amount of effort. But Dua almost seems to just... I know she's got a very relaxed style, but it almost seems like she just thinks half a second is enough. Well, she caught um, me out on the first run
0: when I was on, on commentary that I thought it looked a bit too relaxed, a bit too safe. I mean, that's how she skis. But then, yes... Yeah, she, 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 you're exactly right, Ben. That second run, she looked like those demons
1: were sort of um were sort of still there, didn't she? About not converting. Yeah, you don't take half a second out of Shiffrin on the first run and then not expect her to go like lightning on the second yeah. run. You've got to know that half a second's not going to be enough. You're gonna to have to have again the fastest run of your life to to beat her. Um and it just, yeah, right from the outset, it just that like she was just holding on to what she had rather than trying to really stick it to uh, Schifrin and Vlahova which was it was just a bit of a shame because that was probably one of the best chances
2: she's going to get with
1: that that amount of
2: a lead you know I think I think the first run on the first day was probably not quite reflecting what's happening because I feel like it broke up pretty quickly you know the snow the surface was not great I thought on the first day a first run especially in the snow steep. surface
0: looked good i mean it, it chipped away well, a bit i think it, i think
2: it chipped away the most of all the runs in the first you know in the first uh, run on the first day so yeah, i saw so they were by. they had like a rough time in, in the steep um so that might have been helping her a bit because she had obviously bib number 1
0: yeah
2: um, i mean bib number 1 always helps no matter what the it always helps really. but you know specifically in in races that i don't know if it got colder in the second round or whatever but i i felt like the first run was the worst when it came to the slope um, and the conditions so maybe that had helped um, but obviously her second run, she's it's it's a, yeah you can you know if you're Schiffering you probably can judge it if you're gonna win or not but not if you're anyone else <laughs> you just you just fear that she's turning into Holdner don't you in
0: terms of like all huh? of these performances and then not actually converting which probably is is a great time to bring us on to race two wasn't it uh, Schiffering smashed it on that second day uh wendy holdner oh so close in second place uh vlahova in third fourth hector actually gs superstar in fifth
2: so what did you make of that then i really thought that holdner is gonna win it oh, me I, was, too. I was watching it and i was like okay this is it she has it today a hundred percent and then yes. she's just like you know fair fair play to shift she was skiing so well she was really skiing like almost her old self in the second run because Holden had like a pretty good run. I thought, I think yeah, he has right done on. many, many better than this. Yeah. Um, Cause
0: Schifrin lost the 10th on that top split. Then, uh, then another 10th uh, yeah. on the, on, to the second split and then got to the steep and went, nah, I've got this now. And just, just like skied effortlessly quick on the steep and then she was actually unrivaled in both days in all four runs in that transition from the steep to the flat she was miles quicker you can look at the
2: um yeah she was very good there
0: the split breakdowns on fiski and she was miles quicker than anybody else and pretty i think it was all four runs in that from from sector uh bottom sector three to sector four and through then through the finish it was she was
2: mega well that's why she's such a champion right so those transitions from the steeps into the flat like he you're never gonna win the race in the steep but you're gonna lose it but yeah. in those transitions like the best ones they're literally they're literally gonna smash it and it's she t- always does that it's the same and in children you know like yeah she is she is brilliant
1: yeah i think that you could see every run as well just how much more speed she carried off the steep than, than anyone else and i don't know whether it's because she takes the the kind of not it's not really a gamble because she's so technically sound, but whether she's just starting to roll the skis out that much bit sooner when everyone else is trying to hang on to the control for an extra turn before they let them go or whether she just lets them go straight away. Um, you could see ev- every run she was, yeah, she just looked quicker than everyone else. Um, but you, you're both, I, I agree with what you're both saying in terms of Wendy's run for everything or didn't do on the first day, I thought Wendy did. On the second day, it looked like she'd gone like all out for the win, and I thought she'd done enough when she got to the bottom because she took an absolute chunk out of the rest of the field when she crossed the line. She was like, she was like, well, she was one point one in front, and and Vlahova couldn't get nearer. Um, so I really thought that was going to be her day, and then
2: Schiffer, like you said, that was just like, no, nah, I got this. But you could see you could see that i think the disappointment was quite big in the finish when when she came down because obviously she saw Vlahova being behind her and then i i bet she was like okay today is my day because that was a good run and then just it's such a shame she's, she's, perfect, she's perfected that
1: look of what what can i do i can't really do much more than that because because very regularly she does put in those second runs where you're like well that's about as fast as she can go. So I don't really know what more you can do other, yeah, other than hope that Schifrin has a, a, a bad day when you have your best day ever. There was only seven uh, hundredths between them on that second
0: run. So, you know, Wendy had a, a flyer and then Schifrin, yeah, just went, uh, do you know what? I thought, I thought she, we were going to get to, we were going to get it and she was going to get the win and um you know, it was, um, I feel in, like shifrin felt almost guilty when she saw that it was Holdner in the finish who was like leading and she took it away from her. I, feel, I kind of feel like she felt bad for her.
2: Yeah, I, she's very unlucky because in last year's form, Schifrin, if Schifrin would have let the race last year, I bet Holdner would have won it, not this year. She looks like completely different again. Yeah, you could you could see like that. I think the second day they must have done something to the slope because it was a lot icier and a lot of girls were struggling with the grip. It was just
0: cold. It was colder overnight. Yeah. So they said they didn't do anything because they, they hadn't actually re injected it for a long time. So I think they injected it, um, I think it was like two weeks ago. And then they didn't bother re injecting it, which they normally do. Um, but then, yeah, uh, between on the Saturday night, it was super, super cold overnight. So it yeah. really did freeze. And I think the core sets on the second day were much better. I thought that it was a bit too easy on the first day, not wanting an anti-Kostelich core set of, uh, of uh, you know, a Picasso with games with gates everywhere
2: and just but. letting letting them get into into the race season easing them in like easily that's fine um, yeah uh, on, sorry, Le- Le-
1: Levy's one of those ones where sometimes like the coaches or setters almost overcomplicate things like we had we've had it in 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 the men's races when they used to go there just tr- almost trying to make the hill harder because the hill's not you know obviously the steep is is tough but it's not overly taxing for a world cup ski racer like sometimes the core setters almost take too much into their own hands and make it not really a skiing contest but yeah I thought the first day was probably a bit easy the second day seemed a lot more like a a world cup race with all the challenges you need on it but the easier the course the more it then becomes a case of okay who's gonna go the most I guess f- flat out in in the hopes of hanging on yeah. uh to that speed uh, you know a, a bit like them Paula Moltson, you're you're never quite sure if she's going to be able to hang on. She's got oh great raw God. speed. She got great raw speed, but it's just a case of, of can can she hold it. That's such a shame. Yeah, let's go
0: on to a couple of those DNFs because um we'll we'll start with Paula Moltson, but um she was absolutely flying, wasn't she? Was she like seven tenths up? I think she that was good enough to see her like fourth, I think, in terms of overall time, if she sort of skied normally towards the finish. And it looks so good. And that's the Paula Maltzan that we want to see more of because she, and Schifrin mentioned it, actually, she referenced it in one of her interviews that Paula had been pushing her so hard throughout this whole training block and keeping her on her toes as it was. But I mean, Maltzan, I mean, she's not the only one, obviously, but too many, too many errors are, are really stopping her from getting these top positions, but she looked so good right on the edge. And then obviously the wrong side of the edge, but it looked mega.
1: Go on. Anyone? Anyone else? No, agreed. And and similarly, although it's not her, her primary discipline, I thought Alex Tilly looked like she had some good speed both days. Um, looked like she had had you know possibly enough for for the flip on 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 both days the way she was skiing obviously it's not like we said it's not her first discipline but she's had good results in slalom before yeah she
0: scored points in Killington I think in slalom was is it um yeah
1: that's what that's what I was about about to say and that's fortunately she's off somewhere next where she's you know got good memories of of both disciplines that's where her kind of two best results have been I think back to back previously in, in each discipline so Hopefully, both her and Charlie can take that that kind of good feelings from uh,
2: this weekend and, and transfer them to uh, America next week. But it's also it's also good for like someone. It might not be her first discipline, but she was she's had injury troubles, so it's it's nice to get some racing and you know getting the feeling back how it is to race. Yeah, she's had five World Cup
0: five World Cup starts in twenty months. That's what Noel Baxter was telling me. Her coach, uh, yeah. yes, on uh, Sunday Saturday morning, that's what he said. You know, she's been dogged by injury. She, apparently, Noel said that she's been skiing really well in training, and then just uh, ends up. She had quite a big crash, and she had to take a week off. I think. Um, on oh, no. In the build-up, nothing made nothing. You know, nothing long-lasting. But yeah, I think gave herself a bit of a fright again in terms of injury-wise. But yeah, I think Is yeah, it, she looked. She looked. She did look really good. She didn't look out of her depth, and I love the way that she, you know, classic Alex Tilly, just charged, absolutely charging through it.
1: Yeah, with the injuries, always a bit tough. I mean, I'd lost track out of how many times you and nick on commentary were saying someone's just coming back from injury considering it's a relatively young field there's not that many like you know i guess elder states women of the 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 tour you mentioned nastasia noans in there like 34 or or 32 or whatever she is but there's it's it's not that the women's tours particularly old so hearing so many people coming back from injury is always a a bit worrying it just seems like everyone's coming back from quite something quite serious at some point
0: part and parcel of it though isn't it really it's a bit you know it is unfortunately and I don't think we'll ever really get away from that but yeah you're right lots of people pick up injuries and it, it you know it knocks their confidence obviously for obvious reasons but it's one of those things you
2: can't get away from it the thing is like you know as as an athlete you know you you might get injured but you can't really you can't think about that and also i feel like they've done a lot for like safety over the past years and they've tried up other things and like nothing really changes but i mean you have literally a racing suit in between you and like an icy slope and skis that are turning within a meter so it's like you know just gotta crack on with it and if you're getting injured, it's it's bad luck. But if you don't if you don't want to have that risk, you might as well just stop. Then you got to hang out the boots. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. Um, quick, quick little
0: extra excitement for Charlie Guest again motoring green light, bottom of the steep. How cool is that? Run one, uh, you know, brilliant, absolutely brilliant skiing. Would have, that would have seen her into again? Roughly, obviously, you have got to finish to get the results, but. Yeah, that was, I think that was fifth or something after that first run as well, it would, you know, equivalent to at that point. So uh, ex- good stuff to get excited for. So, yeah, all in all, a frustrating weekend, but at least, you know, you've got the speed. I always think that that's, uh, you know, I know you're trying to take positives out of a negative situation, but at least when you're fast
2: and skiing well, it's, it, I, always, I, I feel like that. it's
0: slightly easier to take that as a positive, Marcel, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I do I totally agree. I mean, you know, there are two different characters. One is obviously not faced by it at all when they when they are quick but don't finish. Like Bodie Miller is the best example. He would just go out again and just do the same thing and hope for the best. And then you have people obviously, especially in slalom, where if you don't finish a couple of times, it's it's getting a bit into your head. And I hope she it doesn't, because it shouldn't get into her head. It doesn't really matter um but yeah you she's get quite those. positive on social media so let's yeah. hope that she's able to then yeah oh, what, what's her baby she's still in top 30 now or uh
0: do you know what mr mr statman can double check i think she's got enough points to still be in the i think world cup start list points i think it's
2: she's just about in still i, I just hope she's not you know i mean she's she's close there but i guess in and out um so I hope she's not taking that as in like, oh, I need to, I need to score some points now because that's yeah, really nice going go in the wrong direction. Yeah, thinking of a finish because I need to protect the, world, the, the exactly. top 30 start exactly. number. Exactly.
0: Um, right, gentlemen, a surprise, surprise. We have another race next weekend, another two sets of races. So uh, this coming weekend, the women are in tech action yet again. They have a giant slalom on Saturday, slalom on Sunday over in Killington Uh, the men are in speed action late Louise downhill Friday and then Super G Saturday and Sunday Um, Killington is going to be awesome with Schifrin on fire Uh, that is certainly going to be the story that is going to be the headlines everywhere on the women's tour and finally the men uh, are in action on speed ski so I think that's going to be uh, that's sort of going to be the headline there. Nodes of Matsk stepping up to speed. Can he, can he do the business in downhill super G as he did in Giant Slalom? Those are going to be the sort of main que- main uh, sort of questions coming into the weekend. Uh, what are you guys most excited about? What are you sort of looking forward to?
1: Well, I, I mean, I guess it's a case of, well, do we want to see someone other than Schifrin win a slalom at Killington? Because I think she's the only woman who's ever run the slalom because she's won all of them. Um or do we want to see how long she can keep this streak going for? Um, because that could be uh, uh, quite an interesting one if she goes on for another few years and ends up just undefeated at Killington Slalom. So that would be quite a uh, record to her uh, to, to uh, retire with as and when she decides to. But yeah, I don't want it to be like a, a complete foregone conclusion that she'll, um, that she'll win it. But it... it after this weekend, it kind of feels like that.
0: we go back to those early days on the pod, Ben, where we weren't allowed to pick um, <laughs> uh, 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 Hirscher or Christopherson and we just had to pick somebody else because otherwise it was
2: no, too, Hirscher, no yeah, too much of a yeah.
1: con- gone, foregone conclusion. Well, that was before there was uh, points at stake there, Ed. Uh, now there's points at stake, it's no hard no <laughs> <barred>. part.
2: <laughs> uh, Marcel, what about you, mate? What are you looking forward to? I'm actually looking forward. I mean, Killington is obviously always great. It's a good race for girls, um, especially with the crowd there. It's a big crowd, America. Everyone loves Chippen, wants to see her. But I'm also excited about some downhill in Super G. Um, I think it's about time that it starts for the men properly as well. So there will be, I mean, literally I wouldn't have a clue who's going to win. I haven't heard anything. You can literally go off last year's result, I think. But that will be very exciting. Even though the Lake Series has always its own rules because it's not the most well, not the most, the craziest downhill of all no. of them.
0: It's 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 quite a nice sort of easier well, way. It's high the, speed, right? So it's like actually, yeah, speed people experience. don't
2: people don't see that. Like if you ski down there, it's obviously very high speed, so it's dangerous. But yeah, I think I think I'm excited about that. I'm I can't wait. I'm basically have planned my whole day nowadays about it's all about football and skiing, really. Nothing else. No holidays planned. Um, no, certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: Yeah, I think you you guys have uh, nailed it. Schifrin on home snow. uh, I kind of, I want to see a battle. I don't want it to be Schifrin winning by seconds. I don't mind her winning on home snow. Uh, Do you know what? I think it'd be good. It's when we talked about Schifrin at the beginning of the season, it was which sort of performance are we going to get from her? Are we going to get sort of nervous performances which we, we did see that last season from her. She definitely wasn't skiing with, uh, I don't know, like a clear head almost, you know, something, you know, sort of disregard. She was very conscious of putting in a good performance and I think put too much pressure on herself. And after these back-to-back victories and turning up into Killington, it's definitely back to Schifrin puts on skis and Schifrin
2: wins. I wonder how she's-, she's going to do in, in Giant Slalom, because we don't have any, any reference for that as well. Mm. I think uh I think it's gonna be a tough, a tough one to call.
0: But uh yeah, and the men's speed exactly, you're just gonna pick them off standings because <laughs> you know, we we're we are certainly gonna to have to pick before we see training runs because we're gonna pick now. Um whereas everybody else so do we have
2: like a joker where we can say I wanna switch one guy at least? Uh no, only, I'm winning.
1: Only if they say midweek that they're not going to be skiing. How many? That's the what, of time what, you can the, change
2: it? What's the standing at the po- Like at the league anyway? Because I feel like there's there's no transparency here. It's like Ed's doing yeah, got, it's doing like something. I've got I've like oh, I'm I'm leading. Woo. I've got 25 points out of a possible 15.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are both on negative negative five. Um for back chat, probably still going to end up being better than you though. Yeah, well, it's back chat and insubordination. So you two, you two are on negative points. You've got penalties left, right and centre uh, for querying. As long as oh, you're not I'm docking right. out, pay. They, they, call, <laughs> they call it the holiday, the holiday penalty. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, you know, lack of commitment leads to negative points, I'm afraid. Uh, do you know what? I haven't... Because now we've got friend of the pod, Gareth Harvey, helping out and looking after um, the predictions, the, the sort of collating of results... Uh, I haven't actually been sent them yet, so uh, I just know that I got maximum points at the weekend. I didn't get any points for my men's pick, so I'm doing okay. Chances are Jamie Aldridge is leading the way because he loves a favourite, don't you Jamie? Hey. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll uh, As soon as Gareth sends him in, I'll smash him out all over the socials. Make sure you are following Ski Racing Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is where the links are going to be for the Google Docs. Yeah, apologies for... Um, I didn't post the right link early enough to the google docs form but i will be posting that asap on both socials in the bio of both socials so keep your eyes peeled and those will be up um, did, you, did you do that by accident right i did it on purpose so that nobody else got any points and it was only my picks that made it in and ben's and your double reposo call so yeah no no so th- those will be going live asap uh, and that which will be By the time you guys get to listen to this, it'll be done. So, ready. Um, Do you want to get on to picks, gents?
1: Uh,
0: As I feel like, do you know what? mm, Ben, who's your call for women's GS?
1: I feel like this is a disadvantage of me picking first. Because <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, further payback later on where I get a good pick for it. Um, you know who I'm picking. Um, at the start of the defense of her Crystal Globe, for GS, <laughs> it's got to be Tessa
0: pick. No, oh, he's going for Tess. Uh, I'm going to let Marcel go next. Um, Sarah Hector. Okay, it leaves me. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Schifrin then. I was I like I like the Hector call. I think she's with how well she's skiing in Slalom, you can't help but think if she's skiing that well in Slalom, chances are she's she's gonna be on point in GS as well. So I think that's a pretty smart call, but I'm gonna go Schifrin, home snow. Uh yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, slalom. Uh, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go double Schifrin again. <laughs>
2: are <laughs> you two i can see you two, come, these guys don't,
0: can't see you but i can see you two rolling your eyes come on. yeah
2: because it's weak weak pigs you gotta make it exciting
0: all right got on you can go next then
2: no i'm ben is going next or is it me you, you can go next if you want i go for sandy wendy the i feel like it's her it's her weekend next week i feel like i really do living the dream all right then benjamin
1: i mean part of me wants to say do her but the uh, second one was so disappointing on saturday that I, d- I, I don't trust her right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with Lahova to, to start off with for the third slalom in a row um and she didn't do me any uh wonders this weekend but uh do don't, don't, yeah.
0: don't uh don't think any of the croatians you, you know lucic is gonna have a
1: she's gonna have she, a good start number she's gonna have a better start number I mean she is fast. She is very fast. I'm going to enjoy watching her race this season because she just doesn't seem to uh, So good. How old is she? Like
2: 18, 17? She's born in 2007, I, I think. think. That is ridiculous. It's so I good. I think you're making stuff no, no, up. No, 2004, again. apologies, to But there is one, you know, that that's one girl that I'm really keen to see is like um Daniela Cecarelli's daughter who skis for Albania now. Yeah, the Albanian one. She she almost made it into the second round on the first day. I don't. I haven't quite seen the second result. Do you know what I think? I think
0: the whole story the, the press have picked up on it, and I feel like it's so much pressure.
2: But it's interesting. Know, it's a lot of pressure. But she's, I saw some videos of her, and she's very
0: good. She's very good. It is interesting because because has gone for the whole. Um, I want to coach my own daughter. It's going to make it very, you know, insular. It's just us, sort of solo program, um, which which obviously works for some. And doesn't for others. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where, but the, the the Italians have got a good group of youngsters coming through. It'd be interesting to see, you know. I know which one I'd rather be in. I'd rather be in with a group of, of of good teammates around you to help push you on. I wouldn't want to be on my own, but would did you would you ever want it to be on your own, Marcel, when you were when you were racing?
2: Solo um, program? You and live Living the Dream. Well, we were living the dream though, but um I think no, I think it's quite I think he has like advantages and disadvantages, obviously. Advantages you can literally do whatever you want, you know, you can like tailor the program very neatly to what you are looking for. Yeah. And I think as someone like her, who is like her mom is probably well connected, she will always find someone to ski with, um, which is obviously makes it a lot easier. Um, I probably I think I probably would go for a single, not team.
0: You would. If you if, yeah. if, if, yeah what about you ben would you have ever wanted
1: to go to solo program you always be good enough to have <laughs> a program first um but no I, I mean i like i like training in teams i think we we talk about it quite a lot about how how you know good it is to have that environment around you of people that can push you in training and when you're having a bad day like you see like certainly like the Norwegian squad seems to have like a brilliant camaraderie across all disciplines and they seem to be able to pick each other up you know we've seen the likes of McGrath and Bratton both go through quite bad injuries and be able to pick each other up through those and and they almost have a kind of a bit of a brotherhood between them but at the same time you know Hersher was always separate from the team, right? He did his own thing, and he absolutely dominated everyone. um So you know, there's the benefits to it, and I guess it depends on what each athlete needs. If they if they need to be pushed by someone, some people, you know, he felt with Christopherson when he was doing it all by himself, it didn't it didn't really benefit him. He wanted things all his own way, and sometimes you almost need someone to be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna try it this way, um, to kind of get you back on the right the right
2: track. Yeah. Valid points. Valid, valid points.
0: Um, ben, are you writing? You normally write this stuff down. Are you writing down the picks?
2: Yeah, I make notes. Of course, someone has to take notes. Uh, madly madly like, scribbling
0: down. Um, uh, yeah, I can see. Yeah, well done. Ten points. No, no extra points. Actually, fictional points. <laughs> <Yes>. Gold stars. <laughs> you're, going, you're going five minus five points again. You get you get back to zero. You're, you're on zero. Marcel's still on minus ten for missing two pods
2: um missing i only missed one we talked about that just before, just now <laughs> ben missed two because he's the mr the prince of holiday <laughs> true uh, but i've got the points back now Marcel. doesn't matter just for writing stuff down didn't and, even put and down the right i'm gonna send you a message
1: what do i have to do to get some points We're cooking us dinner
0: that actually you know what that that's made you down to only minus five after missing no two that
2: points. should that should bring me up to five because i burnt my whole house down almost well, no, you would have burned the house down. No, my but... girlfriend actually like, said that it stank the whole next day. I wasn't here the next day, but she said it was not very nice. Yeah, that was probably... That's for every listener who is probably not interested in this, but we've had... Fun, uh, we had raclette, so that's it. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah.
0: Um, right, should we carry on? Uh, onto the speed races, like the um, snow... For, you know, they, they've given it the green light for snow. The pictures out there look brilliant as always. Yeah. Um, Tends to be flipping freezing when you race late, Louise. As and, and by the look of the long range forecast, as I'm sure our weather expert will tell you, it looks pretty
1: cold out there. So hopefully, I've just we'll... been watching the uh, socials post go up of everyone training with the tape all over their nose and face because to stop them getting their frost burn and whatever else it is that they they get up there. Yeah. So yeah, definitely that's that's
0: the thing. Got to protect the old schnoz. Make sure you don't get frostbite. Uh, but yeah, Friday is the first day of racing, and that is a downhill followed by Super G Super G. Training gets underway on Wednesday. Um, so if you lucky lot getting your picks in, you can pick once you've seen a bit of uh, of the cloak and dagger training on the hill. But yeah, um, Ben, have you gone first yet? No, Marcel, you haven't gone first yet. Who are you going for, mate? In the downhill, I go yeah.
2: for good question
0: oh, by the way myself just so you know i'm going to ask you about the two super g's as well yeah just Meyer. Me. i'm going to go for Meyer. you're going to go Meyer. uh ben would you like to go next uh yeah i'm going to go with kilda i think uh and i'm going to go Foits. nice one uh, and then
1: uh super g saturday uh ben I'm going Maya for this one. He's got he's got form there. I think he won the G last year.
0: Uh I am going to go Dominic Paris.
1: And I go for Odomat.
0: You can go for Odamat. Uh who hasn't? Ben, have you gone for yeah. Marcel, why don't you go again, mate? I go for the double header for Odamat. Odomat double A. Uh Ben, last one. Oh, Maya's available again, yeah. I'm jumping on Maya. Gonna jump all over Maya. Um
2: I love how creative the pigs are.
0: I know it's hard, isn't it? It's, I mean super this super G is difficult to try and is like picking blind. Um I kind of want to say Kriechmeyer, but Kilda, Kilda's
1: defending champ. Yeah, Kilda,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kilda.
1: She's been hanging around <laughs> in America love... <laughs> for quite a bit.
0: Yeah, he's oh, yeah. been hanging out in America. He's been up a copper mountain. They've all, there's quite a lot of training going on up there, isn't there? And that's been half American now. Flipping cold as well.
1: We could go James Crawford get a bit I of Cana- say, just, Canadian speed I'd, I'd in
2: there. I'd love to see the Canadians doing as well as they did at the end of the last year. That was really good. Do you know what? Who else is, we
0: haven't talked about? Ryan Cochrane Siegel. He put in a pretty pretty decent performance at, over in uh Solden, didn't he in gs right at the beginning of the year and if he if he can tap into anywhere close to that the form that he had a couple of seasons ago and he's obviously back skiing well again after his nasty injuries that could be a decent shout tommy dresson as well i was
1: mentioning is, that he, guy. Oh, is he back do you want me to change any of these picks to any of these people no no, no i'm, I'm just, just i'm just like letting them, write these things yeah, out. i'm just
0: i'm just thinking out loud Thinking out
1: loud. I yeah. like
2: I like your thought process. I, I think that's very good. I think and, Tommy, you know Tommy, I like to pick multiple people.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or just sometimes, or just the sometimes yeah, sometimes entire countries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talked. I think you talked before. Like the, the the snow up there is because it's so high, it's different as well. Like some of the guys who do uh, do well on some of the more European snow. Obviously, you've already picked Paris, so I'm not changing it. But has Paris got a particularly good record there, or not?
0: Uh, I think he did all right a couple of seasons ago. He doesn't tend to, but I, you know he's so he's so strong and so powerful, and you kind of think that you know he's got a decent. Um, he's not listening, so he can't be offended. But he got a decent bit of mass behind him, hasn't he? So on something that relies on a lot of speed off of uh
2: of course he is he told me he's gonna listen to all of the podcasts this year yeah
0: i think he listens to in between like heavy metal sessions uh, just to just relax him before he then gets his guitar back out and starts roaring down the down the (laughs) microphone again um but yeah it is a it is a tricky one i mean hopefully they get to go from the top because if they don't get to go from the top it really is a little bit little dull um a couple of big jumps and all that stuff, you know, the big jump into coach's corner. It's quite intimidating that sort of narrowing before you then dip over past coach's corner and into C-turn. And if you basically, if you mess up C-turn, you may as well take your skis off. Uh, and um, because that, you know, it's car park flat from there on to the finish really. But um, do, you, do you remember the old days of Hans Olsen when he'd been in the uh, speed, he'd been in the speed tunnel and he'd decided that they decided that the fastest way through through the air it was like with his peak, hands behind his back yeah like a ski jumper like his hands behind his back head forward uh sort of in a in a tuck position but with your hands behind your back basically when you're doing like i'm sure doing 90 maybe not quite as much as 90 but doing 80 odd miles an hour with your hands behind your back <laughs> like tucking
2: yeah. on hans ice hans olsen he was a he was good guy he was a legend. It was it was flipping funny. It was a good bloke. It was really funny. It still is though. If anyone is on Instagram, you should follow him as his account. He's quite funny.
0: Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's doing a load of like cross-country skiing and just random, random stuff to camera. Yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, in terms of Brits, Joe, um, you know I think Roy Stoidle for the Brits is is racing in the speed events, and then obviously we've got Alex Tilley hoping to put some of, you know, the good sections that she had from Levy into both Slalom and GS. And then uh, Charlie Guess looking to pick up. I don't know. I was going to say pick up where she left off, which probably not true because the last bit she did was DNF. But to put, again, to sort of continue with all the good stuff that she did there. Uh, anything else to add, gents?
1: I guess one section we didn't really touch on yet was the uh i guess the the italian when we didn't really talk about the bassino and brignone um they're always uh they've had some some pretty epic times over the last few seasons um in that women's bit obviously i missed the the pod where you guys previewed uh uh Sölden, but the women didn't get to race there um so basically that entire field i'm quite excited to to see race um but yeah, just uh, I think well, when... it was
0: interesting. Brunoni didn't didn't race in Levy because she'd not she, the
2: last couple of seasons Bacino, she's put... usually does slalom as well, or not? Yeah,
0: well Basino started putting on the slalom skis after she had that mega year where she won loads of GSs, and obviously confidence was super high. Then last year she sort of dipped in and out of them a bit. But Brunoni, I think I'm pretty sure she had her slalom skis on pretty much every race last year.
1: And so well, he... I was quite surprised when you yeah, when you said that they didn't have anyone in the top 30. It did make me think. Where does Brignoni normally start? Because she occasionally, occasionally doesn't. Perhaps she's just focusing purely yeah. on the on the GS side of things.
0: Yeah, good point. I haven't really mentioned them.
1: Marcel, what's going to happen to the Austrians? Are the men
2: going to paper over all the cracks and Kriegmeier and Meyer just there? Well, the thing bring, is, home, you know, bring I, home the golds. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the GS looks for the for the Austrians because there wasn't one in Sultan. So, I do hope it's better. But it could also be you know getting like a bit of a a shot um a shot at the first races and then kind of like progress from there hopefully that's what they're doing. um I haven't really heard much from the Austrian, from the Austrian downhill team bar that Max Franz obviously has a horrible injury. He bow he broke both of his legs, one open and one yeah. very complicated, so that's a real shame um because I thought he was in very good form they said. Um, but Meyer and you know Meyer and Kriegmar, they're always gonna be gonna be up up for you know top positions. I guess yeah. Kriegmeier had a, a tricky start to last season, but he won both of the races at the final, if I remember that correctly. Downhill in Super G. So he will be he will be on flying form and they are still hunting all of them for the for the overall globe in downhill. Yeah. And that is like bar Olympic medal or something like that. Maybe overall it's it's the most important thing yeah. for an Austrian, I guess, to win that downhill title. So that it's exciting this year. I mean, Foyt might be back at it. You know, who knows? Going to be They're good not to getting Gange, though. They're not getting it. It's going to be good. It's
0: going to be super. Right, boys, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to get your predictions in, you guys. Uh, the, like I said, the link will be in the bio on the Instagram uh, and we'll post it on Facebook as well. And so until next time, bye for now.